Hey everyone, welcome back to the It's a Mind Game podcast. My name is Jade. I am a personal trainer and mindset coach specializing in HA and ED recovery, and in particular, female-specific training protocols. Today, I'm actually joined with nearly nine-week-old Ruben. He is cuddling up in my arms as we speak, so you may hear a few little grunts and grumbles as we go, but... I'm doing my best to keep the podcast going while on maternity leave and that means this is what it looks like. So I hope you don't mind and I'm super happy to have you listening in on today's episode. And in today's episode, we're going to be speaking about inversion thinking and it's something that was brought to my attention recently by Alex Hermosi, which I'm sure plenty of you have heard about. He's all over YouTube and Instagram um, and I've recently just fell in love with all of his content and the way how he speaks. Even though it's business orientated, there is just so much information that's transferable to anything to do with health and fitness, personal development. Um, so if you haven't already, I highly recommend you dive into some of his content because it is unreal. Once we've finished talking about inversion therapy, I'm going to be answering three questions that were submitted from three women in the HA community, which is a space for women recovering from HA run by both Claudia and I. And we occupy that space with group calls, one-on-one sessions and individual contact unlimited throughout the time that they're in our community. So they will be at the end. But for now, let's dive into inversion thinking. Inversion thinking is when you solve problems in reverse. So when applying this to HA recovery, rather than looking at your recovery and going all the things you should be doing, we're going to work it in reverse and highlight the things that you shouldn't be doing. The reason this method is helpful is because as humans, we are much better at finding problems than what we are at finding solutions. This method allows us to harness that instinctive ability that we have and identify the problems that are blocking our success. As a result of finding the things that are blocking our success, we can then flip it in reverse and focus on all that we need to be doing to guarantee success. So to apply this method, we're going to discuss 10 things you can do to make sure your period doesn't come back. So we're going to be talking about the 10 things you can do to make sure your period stays MIA. And the reason we're doing this is because it highlights the barriers to your success. And perhaps they're barriers that you're not recognizing because you're focusing on other areas. So let's talk about them and hopefully this chat will get you one step closer to recovering your period. Okay, so number one of 10 reasons to keep your period missing in action is telling yourself you'll start tomorrow and then tomorrow comes and you never start. Not only does this break down your integrity and your confidence to actually commit to this goal, but it delays the success that you can have, right? Every day that you start your recovery is a day closer you are to actually getting your period back. So therefore, each day you tell yourself, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start tomorrow, you're prolonging the success. Number two is reading books, listening to podcasts, and learning all that there is about HA recovery, but never applying anything that you learn. 
And this can be really com uh, common, especially in that sort of pre-contemplation stage where it's almost some level of excitement when you discover what HA is because it's like, finally, there's a reason for what I'm going through. And even though you might have that kind of whiplash effect of this is awful, why am I being punished for my fitness or why am I being punished for my health goals? The knowing of why your period's gone missing is incredible like you actually have a reason and as goal oriented women you also now have a treatment method on how to recover it and it's very easy to get caught up in the information and all of this new knowledge that you're stumbling across because for many of us it's a whole new world there are so many things about our incredible body that we just had no idea about and then we find this treasure chest of knowledge and we get so high on everything that we're learning about that we forget to actually apply it. So number two reason to keep your period MIA is to continue learning all of these things, but never applying any of it. Number three, the reason to keep your period MIA is take advice from people who know nothing about HA. So again, this is really, really common in most women's journey. And that is we decide to figure out what's going on with our body. We learn or we discover what HA is. And then we start telling our friends and family about it because it's something that's really important to us and what's going on in our life. And with sharing this information, you might come across people who support the changes that need to be made. But you also might stumble across people who go, that's bananas. There is no way that you being so healthy is causing your missing period or that's really unfair that you need to reduce your exercise in order to get your period back. Surely that's not right. Or perhaps even you're the healthiest person I know. You eat the best diet I've ever seen. There is no way that that's causing your missing period. And when we're feeling quite vulnerable and in the position that we're in where perhaps we do, we're scared to make change, we don't want to make change, or we're even sort of contemplating how true the information can be, being surrounded by people who play on that vulnerability and encourage us to go against what we're being told is really unhelpful. So it's very important to make sure that you're actually listening to people who are well advised in HA recovery or even experts so that you can make choices that best serve you and honor your recovery. All right, so reason number three that will keep your period missing in action is listening to people who know nothing about HA and being led by their opinions. Number four is skipping breakfast. Now, this one's a really, really simple one, but I know many of you have researched HA and know the fundamentals of what it takes in order to get your period back. And breakfast is just an essential. We want to minimize the time spent in a hunger state and the best way to do that is to make sure that you're eating within 30 to 60 minutes of waking. All right, so number four reason to keep your period missing in action is to continue to skip breakfast. Now, I do think women sort of overthink this and perhaps think that they have to have a massive serving for breakfast, but breaking the fast really is the essential part of this process. And for some women, it could be like a protein shake and a banana, and for other women, it could be a full-blown breakfast because they wake up with an appetite. But I will save that for another episode. But to keep it simple, skipping breakfast is not serving you.
Number five out of 10 reasons to keep your period missing is avoid carbohydrates. Um, so many of us grew up with the low carb, no carb crazes, and we were fed all of this information why we shouldn't be consuming carbohydrates, but we have much better information now and we know how essential carbohydrates are to our body, for our brain function, for our hormonal health, and even just for our mood. So if we're avoiding getting our period back and we're identifying and we're working on inverse thinking, we would be avoiding carbohydrates. Number six, a reason for not getting your period back is avoiding discomfort. Now, HA recovery involves so many elements of change and fortunately, unfortunately, that means feeling feelings of discomfort. And while it can actually be the most empowering thing on the planet to go from feeling like you can't do any of these changes to making these changes every single day, when you first start out, it's really easy to lean away from those challenges because it just feels uncomfortable. But when we're talking about inverse thinking, once again, we're identifying the things that are actually going to make sure we keep our period missing or make sure that we don't recover our period. And that would be avoiding discomfort and avoiding challenges and avoiding things that make us feel uncomfortable. Number seven is short and sweet, but it's probably my absolute favorite. And that is you keep breaking the promises that you make to yourself. And the reason why this is so important is because every time you break a promise to yourself, you lose respect for yourself in the process. And over time, that is just the most crushing thing you can do to yourself. And whether you apply this in the HA recovery space or you apply it to your personal life, your work life, it, it's just as important in all of those areas. And it's definitely something worth thinking about is actually keeping the promises that you make to yourself. But again, we're talking about the inverse. So we're talking about you're actually going to be breaking promises each and every day. And that is going to make sure you stay exactly where you are and you do not recover your period. Number eight, how to not recover your period is you don't plan ahead. So a great example of this is if you need to increase calories, you actually need to plan out what you're going to eat and when you're going to be eating it because otherwise you're just going to fall back into your current behaviors, which is obviously what is causing your HA. So identifying that you need to plan is really important because often this gets confused with uh, the idea that HA recovery means that you're spontaneous and you're free and you can just go with the flow. And yes, absolutely, all of those things are important. But if you don't know how to fuel in a way that allows your hormones to flourish, then you can't possibly do it without thinking about it because it's not something you naturally do, right? So if you want to stay in the same position where your hormones aren't flourishing and your period is still messing in action, it would be to not plan ahead and keep doing everything as you currently are doing. Number nine is no rest days. Often women who are suffering with HA recovery are overworked through exercise. It can definitely come in the form of being overstressed with you know, emotional stresses or perhaps undernourishing. But either way, your body is in a struggle. And by you not resting, whether that be physically or emotionally, 
you are holding yourself back from success. Number 10, how to not recover your period is you expect other people or other products to do the recovery for you. And what that means is you're more than happy to pay the price to see the medical practitioner, see the expert, buy the books, have the medical tests, have the procedures, or spend a truckload on supplements because it feels easier to give the power to a third party than what it does to take ownership of what you need to do in order to restore your health and heal your body. And, you know, a key part of HA recovery for so many women is getting emotional stability back, is recovering their relationship with exercise and actually having a healthy relationship with exercise. And of course, learning how to nourish their body appropriately. And those three things, emotional health, physical health, or relationship with exercise, relationship with food, cannot be done through supplements or through only listening to others, right? Because if you go see a medical practitioner and they help you through it, applying the wisdom they've provided you is what's going to help you through. If you go and buy supplements, absolutely, they're you know a little topper to what you're already doing, but they're not going to do the work for you. You really need to put the time and the energy into creating that foundation, that base that's really going to support your body and then letting everything else sort of complement the rest. But at the end of the day, it really is up to you to be powerful, to be strong and to make these changes knowing that you're making the best decision for yourself and for your health and knowing that if you just don't feel that confident or you're not quite sure that you can ask for help and you can find people who will help you and support you through this journey. You know, you don't have to do it on your own, but you absolutely do need to act on what's essential to make it happen and to get that period to come back. All right, so we've highlighted 10 things that you can do to inhibit or prevent your period from coming back, which as I was recording, it actually gets quite confusing by saying what you shouldn't do because I automatically correct it into what you should do. Um, you probably noticed that as you were listening. But either way, I hope that going through those top 10 things, is like, <laughs> sorry, I'm yawning. It's like 20 past midnight. Um, but I've been trying to record this episode for like two days and I just, it's been so noisy with my little one or all other things. So excuse that little miniature yawn, but I'm absolutely here for you and I'm so keen to help you on your HJ recovery and I, I just love doing this stuff, um, which if you feel like it and if you think the podcast is worthy of it, please do leave a five-star review as your support really, really helps me grow the podcast. Um, anyway, back to what we were talking about which is it's really easy to jump back from the inverse way of thinking into the, the way we should be thinking. But we've now identified what we don't want to be doing. So now we're quickly going to go through the top 10 things that we want to be focusing on. All right, let's do it. The top 10 things that we want to be doing. We want to be starting today. We want to read books, listen to podcasts, seek medical advice and apply the knowledge that we've gained. We want to take advice from people who know what they're talking about. We want to eat breakfast within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up. We want to lean into discomfort and allow for change. We want to keep the promises we make to ourselves. We want to plan ahead and actually make it easy to succeed. We want to be taking rest days mentally and physically. And most of all, we want to know that we have the power to recover and that it truly is up to us to make positive change and trust 
that our body will follow suit and your period will come back as a result of making these changes. I would love to know if this way of thinking has triggered anything in your mind and if perhaps identifying the things that you don't want to do has actually made you think about things that you can improve on in your HA recovery. So if you do feel like sharing that information, please do send me an email or a DM because I'd absolutely love to hear about it. Um, and it also helps me restructure what the podcast is going to look like in the future because I very much do want to make it more about giving you tools to allow for greater success versus just sort of talking about HR recovery all the time and other people's personal experiences. Okay, so Q&A time. These three questions are submitted by three wonderful women in our HA community. So I'm going to jump on into those and hopefully these questions help you out with your HA recovery too. So question number one is why do women experience rapid temperatures during HA recovery? Now on a symptomatic side of view, plenty of women do experience night sweats and temperatures in the middle of the night while trying to recover their period. Um, but on a BBT side of things, which is where I have more knowledge about, um, the reason women have different temperatures with BBD charts is it's very easily affected by stress levels, by your sleeping patterns and lifestyle factors. So the super simple ones are you need to be asleep for at least four hours straight before taking your BBT. If you've woken up um, in two hours, three hours, that's going to change the temperature that you get each morning and can give false reads. So often you'll see temperatures jumping around and sometimes it's because women are suffering with insomnia and the tossing and turning and the constant waking actually affects their temperature. High levels of stress can affect your BBT. So that, I guess, again, goes in hand in hand with women suffering with HA. Often they've got a whole lot of physical stress, if not emotional stress on top of that. And we do know that that can affect temperatures when women are charting. Other things to consider is if you're traveling, if you are sick, or if you have had a change in environmental factors, that can also affect your BBT. If you're talking about the night sweats that are experienced or um, high temperatures in the middle of the night, it is to do with hormones, though it is out of my scope of practice. So I would highly recommend you link that question back into Claudia because she will be able to give you a wonderful and detailed explanation as to why that is happening. Question number two is positive affirmations or mantras to help navigate rest days. So rest days can be quite stressful for women who are in HA recovery and who are trying to navigate exercise compulsion. And in all honesty, for me, when I was going through HA recovery, that was probably one of the most tricky things is being able to take a rest day and not be stressing about it all day long. And there's two things I want to cover when it comes to being able to take a rest day. And one is sometimes not diving straight into one can be really helpful. So as an example, if you're used to training seven days a week, perhaps your rest day at the start is um, going for a walk or reducing your session from 60 minutes to 30 minutes or perhaps doing something really low volume or perhaps doing a yoga class, right? So you're not going completely from training to cozy on the couch and Netflix, but instead you're gradually reducing the intensity and building the confidence that everything's going to be okay. Because often women go, I'm, I'm just scared to do it. I've 
or they don't have the confidence that a rest day is going to pay off. But in all honesty, the confidence with these things comes from having evidence that it's okay. So some women think if I take a rest day, I want to wake up fat the next day, or perhaps I want to lose my strength gains or, you know, something really crazy is going to happen in that 24 hour period. But the more you practice and realize that what you believe is going to happen doesn't happen, that's actually where your confidence comes from. So just to reiterate that, if you're having difficulty with a rest day, take small steps first so you can build your confidence up with it. So reduce the intensity, reduce the duration, do something restorative until you get to a point where you can go, you know what, I can actually have a complete rest day and it might feel a little bit challenging, but I can make peace with it. And then once you're there, you can just keep practicing that and then you'll start to have the confidence that rest days are actually really great and you can indeed enjoy them. Nothing bad's going to happen and that it's absolutely complementing your HA recovery. The other thing with rest days to consider if you're looking at a mindset point of view, and I personally found this really, really helpful when I was going through it, which was when I'd approach a rest day, I'd tell myself it's just for today. Like I'm just taking rest day for today. It's not a forever after. It's not the rest of my life. It's just for today. And it would help just narrow in everything. And it wouldn't seem so intimidating because for some reason, if I thought about a rest day as something indefinite, it just terrified me. But if I sort of told myself it's just for today, I could just bite the bullet and, and get it done. Um, and then again, the next day, I would wake up and everything was okay and I would start to build that confidence that rest days aren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. Another way you can think about rest days is with every rest day, you're one day closer to your period because as wonderful as exercise is, often with the amount of exercise we're doing, it's really not complementing our health, but rest absolutely will complement our health. So trying to almost keep a tally mark of each rest day equals one day closer to your period can be a really positive way to look and reflect on a rest day instead of feeling like something bad's going to happen. Question number three. So um, one of our wonderful ladies, she's had five months of regular periods and has returned to training five days per week and is eating approximately 1,400 to 1,600 calories a day and is noticing that there is no body changes coming as a result of her training and nutrition. Um, and she's asking, why is this happening? So this is a tricky one to answer purely because I don't have a whole lot of details in regards to um, daily life, your actual exercise routine, uh, and perhaps sleeping patterns and things like that. Based on the information provided, it does seem like the food you're consuming could be too low for what your body needs in order to flourish. So while you're still getting a period, which is absolutely awesome, like it's so great you've had five in a row, um, it could be that your body's not getting enough nourishment to actually grow the muscle, burn the body fat that it needs. So there's that absolute school of thought where calories in, calories out is the answer. But it's a lot more complicated than that. And um, while that can be disheartening for some, it's actually really wonderful because often eating more leads to better results. So there is definitely a space for consuming more calories could actually help you see the results that you want to. Um, but it's really difficult for me to say with the lack of information that I've got from this question. 
the other thing to consider is your body is still settling into finding its safety knowing that everything's okay and having the the confidence to sort of let go of excess body fat because previously it's felt like it's in starvation mode and it's needed to hold on to this extra fat so that it can survive right um and some women who have gone through HA recovery that I've spoken with anyway have had scenarios where perhaps their weight has held steady for six to 12 months and then out of nowhere their body just started dropping weight without actually doing anything they didn't change their calories they didn't change their exercise they just kept doing what they were doing and then out of nowhere the weight disappeared and you know one could argue that your body just found a homeostasis point and almost relaxed and and could let go um, but there isn't a whole lot of evidence to support that. It's just anecdotal. Um, so perhaps that is something that you could be experiencing right now. I would love to know sort of energetically how you're feeling and you are working with Claudia. So what her feedback is on your nutrition, because she is the expert in that field and no doubt would be giving wonderful advice to you at this point in time. You have mentioned weight. So I'm also curious if perhaps your body composition is changing but the scale isn't because that's absolutely another thing that can happen is that more muscle mass is creeping in, body fat is changing, but your scale is kind of hovering in the same spot. So it gives the illusion that nothing is happening, but in reality, lots is. So another thing that you could look at is how your clothes are fitting, how your jeans are fitting and seeing if there's any changes there. Um, as I'm saying this, this could be really triggering for some women in HA recovery right now, but I think it is important to reiterate that your HA recovery body isn't your forever after body and if you do have health and fitness goals and perhaps you do have physique goals after HA you absolutely can have them it's just about doing it the wise way right and making sure that you're protecting your health and honoring it versus all the crash diets and the exercise compulsion and all the rest of it so um, if you are looking for body composition changes after HA, yes, you absolutely can. It is possible. But again, we're prioritizing what you need to, to maintain your healthy hormones and your healthy body and mind versus doing whatever it takes to look a particular way. So long-winded answer, but perhaps the, the calories need some tweaking. Perhaps it's a training style. Perhaps it is the body composition's changing, but it's not being reflected in the scale. Um, perhaps it is your body still just needs more time in order to relax and actually allow body changes to happen. So either way, what you're experiencing isn't uncommon, but based on the information I've got, it's really difficult for me to sort of know which area is lacking. But either way, if you're looking for reassurance that your body composition will change after HA recovery, yes, it will. Um, it's just a different process for different women. But please don't be disheartened. Please do continue to enjoy your training, enjoy your nutrition, and continue to ask questions to make sure that you're functioning at your best. But perhaps your body does just need a little bit more time. Um, please do follow up with this if you have more questions or you want to provide more information so I can give a more detailed answer because this one's been pretty bland. <laughs> but there wasn't a whole lot for me to sort of utilize for this and um, I guess for anyone listening the reason for that is I am on maternity leave so I'm not doing consultations at the moment though I have uh, offered the Q&A to the community to answer on the podcast um, but hopefully that's helpful 
And if you are looking for reinsurance, you've absolutely got it. Changes will happen. Sometimes they just take a little bit longer for some women than others. If you've listened to the end, you are absolutely amazing. And I'm so grateful to have you listening in for the whole episode. I hope you found that helpful. And I hope you continue to find all the episodes in the future helpful. If you have any feedback for the podcast, please do reach out. I'd love to hear your feedback. But in the meantime, I'm just so happy to have you listening in. And I will see you in the next one. Have a wonderful day.